When choosing sexual partners, remember, talent is not sexually transmittable. Ladies, gentlemen, and variations thereupon, this is Modern Escapism. Hello and welcome to this patron-produced episode. My name is Oodles and I'll be your love guide for the evening. Joining me today, the stud muffin of the north, it's Gadget. Hello. The Casanova of chaos, it's Stig. Shit. Oh, bollocks. I fucked it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so sexy. God, what a man, what a guy. And the damsel of domination, dominion and a big floppy dicks, it's Candy. (laughs) Perfect. I can't even say it. And Big Unfortunately will not be joining us this evening, but fear not, the news will still happen. More of that later. Before we get into the show, expect a myriad of reviews in the Nexus, the segment in which we, we recant the last week of media consumption, then our main topic in which we write a Tinder profile for our fellow co-hosts, perhaps some feedback too. Who knows? But now, it's time for some breaking news, hosted by our junior news anchor, Miss Candy Machiningstone. You may already know, but he doesn't, because it's time for Biggie's Breaking News. (laughs) Yes, hello, it's Tits McGee here. Uh, So yeah, in in gaming, Microsoft, back to them again, Microsoft has issued a statement in response to its own admission that titles entering Xbox Game Pass sell fewer copies in the 12 months following their addition to the service. Yesterday, GameIndustryBiz.com Dot biz highlighted a line from the UK Competition and Markets Authority's provisional report on Microsoft's attempted Activision Blizzard takeover, published last week, in which Microsoft stated that a title's inclusion in Game Pass resulted in a subsequent decline in base game sales. Microsoft submitted that its internal anal- analysis shows a redacted percent decline in base game sales 12 months following their addition on Game Pass, the CMA stated. The claim appears to contradict a previous statement by Xbox boss Phil Spencer back in 2018, where he said that titles like Forza Horizon 4 coming to Game Pass led to increased sales of the game, not fewer. I mean, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I knew the legs would fall off of Game Pass, and the legs will fall off eventually. That's not I mean, the legs haven't fallen off Game Pass, they've just fallen off the, the games that the profit outside of Game Pass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, surely they must be like adequately compensated as well, the people that are on Game Pass. So well, yeah, Microsoft are chasing the subscribers that you know they make they're making more money from the subscribers to Game Pass than they are on the game sales themselves. Mm. Subsequent losses. He's just so desperate for Game Pass to fail, isn't he? I just don't want any another reason to buy an Xbox. Don't forget reasons. you're gonna be harmed. You're going to be harmed. I don't want to be. I don't want to be harmed. Yeah, like when they get Activision, I feel like I will be harmed. <laughs> oh, I don't want to be harmed by Call of Duty. Please don't hurt me. Next, King of Kong star Billy Mitchell has seen his world record Donkey Kong scores stripped, partially reinstated, and endlessly litigated, both in actual court and the court of public opinion. Through it all, Mitchell has insisted that every one of his records was set on unmodified Donkey Kong arcade hardware despite some convincing technical evidence to the contrary. Now, new photos from 2007 performance 
From a 2007 performance by Mitchell seems to show obvious modifications to the machine used to earn at least one of those scores. A fascinating new piece of evidence in the long and contentious battle over Mitchell's place in Donkey Kong score chasing history. I, I, I love the whole story of Billy Mitchell and King of Kong. It's fucking hilarious. I know He's, nothing about this. So, so, so Billy Mitchell, for the, for the longest time, was claimed to be the highest scorer uh, in Donkey Kong, the original arcade game. The long-lost Mitchell brother. And they, um, they, they even made a film about him, King of Kong, um, about his kind of rise to the top. And then about... A, it was two years maybe after that film came out, people started noticing that he actually probably faked it. <laughs> and, and, and like, because there was no kind of direct evidence, like there was no one stood like filming the cabinet as he was playing. Um, and then like loads of people coming out seeing like the level loads in a way that only an emulator does, not the way these bo- the old, old boards do. And anyone who said that he's a cheater, he started suing them. It's oh, fucking hilarious. Like he's suing YouTubers for like just reporting this news. Um, he sued, uh, the scores were held up on Twin Galaxies, which was like the they were kind of the official standard in like video game high scores and speed runs for a while. They kind of remo- removed him from it, and he tried suing them. It's absolutely fucking hilarious. You the, get sued. Plus, plus, you get sued. Plus, also, uh, if you need to, uh, you need to Google the guy because he looks like an absolute idiot. He's got a just fuck my shit up kind of haircut and always Let's has a, a an American flag tie on. He's a fucking idiot. He's an idiot. Also, the problem is like when when Oodles made a a Billy Mitchell long lost brother joke. That is the name of Grant and Phil's cousin. Is this? It's the only is person it? I can think of when when I hear the name Billy Mitchell. Yeah. Oh, he's actually a real person. Actually, a real Eastenders character called <laughs> Billy Mitchell. Is he good at King Kong? Uh, Donkey Kong, whatever the no, fuck. He's, he's on always about. useless. Everything he ever put. Is it Donkey Kong as in the original failed. one where you jump jump yeah. man climbing up? Yeah, God, it's such a shit game. Yeah, but so the the photos in question were taken at the Florida Association of Mortgage Brokers (FAMB) convention, which hosted Mitchell as part of its '80s arcade night promotion in <laughs> July 2007. I think that might be the saddest sentence in the whole article. <laughs> <laughs> Mitchell claims to have achieved a score of something I can't, I don't know what that number is. A lot points at that. One million fifty thousand two hundred. Thank you. A performance that was recognised by adjudicator Twin Galaxies as a world record at the time. The pictures from the FAMB convention, made public by fellow high score chaser David Race last month, raise additional questions about that claim thanks to what Race calls a glaringly non-original joystick seen in the machine shown in the photos. Original uptight Donkey Kong arcade cabinets were shipped with a distinctive short joystick with a prominent black ball atop the silver metal stick. Close-up available here. Not available here. Fucking eight nerds, me. But the machine behind Mitchell in the recently released FAMB photos clearly show a taller joystick with a red ball and stick. It's, oh no! Well, it's it, it's not it's not a case of it being a particularly nerdy thing to point out. But all of Mitchell's claims when he's been suing people is that he's done everything on original hardware. So wait, though, if he's if he's suing people, what's his real job? How's he affording this? Uh, he makes hot sauces. Oh, fuck off! <laughs> Oh, it's a fucking chilies. strange story from the start of his book. Fuck the, off! The, you can't write this shit. The fact that the fact that he's, he's he is suing people over it—that's why people are kind of paying attention to this stuff because he all of his legal briefs are saying that you know he's he's never cheated. He only uses original um, hardware, and then this photo evidence shows well that's not original hardware. None of the Donkey Kong cabinets came like that, so it kind of throws out a lot of his legal defenses when he's trying to sue people. 
So it, at the I, very least, I people are him. hoping he'll shut up. Oh, he, he is hate-worthy. <laughs> <laughs> He's massive. Never met the guy. Let's get him on the podcast. Seriously, watch some YouTube videos about him. It's fucking hilarious, the state, <sighs> the state of him. I feel like if I'm doing that, I'm giving him fucking credos. I'd be existing. You know no, no, I mean? no, no. Watch, watch, watch videos of people criticising him. Enjoy the okay. schadenfreude. Mm. Without oh, knowing yeah. anything oh, about him, he's got interest. a really hateable face as well. I'm just looking at him now. <laughs> oh, God, I hate him. What is he? He reminds um, me of like a fucking Adam Sandler character. I think he is. Wasn't there something like that in Pixels? Uh, well, well, he, it was he, Peter, he, Peter Dinklage. Never seen it. Yeah, Peter, Peter Dinklage's character was supposed to be like a Billy Mitchell type guy. Jesus Christ. Yuck. Next. As mentioned last week, CD Projekt Red is working to address the accidental inclusion. Biggie's here, is he? How's Biggie snuck this in? He's not even here and he still snuck a story in about him. <laughs> in the updated Witcher 3. The recently released next-gen patch for the game includes realistic genitals for female monsters, which was not part of the original game reported Kotaku. CD female Red... monsters? Yeah, it was... Yeah, it was... Monsters, not. He told people. us. He told us that last week. Yeah, he, I thought it was it, just women. Sorry, no, 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 no. Female monsters. He, oh, he wow. did mention monsters as well. <laughs> it's worse. <laughs> there's, there's water hags. Remember the water hags? They've got. Oh, it's, got it's the, the, the croons of uh, Crookback Bog. Don't want to look at oh. them. Uh, CD Projekt Red has since confirmed. So you're a gamer. The accidental inclusion stems from the use of mods from the community. They should just like know what mods they're putting into their fucking game. You would think, at the very <laughs> least, they would check the fannies. Also, this is almost identical to last skirts. week's story. Yeah, he's just creeping it in for laugh now. He loved it, loved it. He he just wanted to include some more fanny, some more flange. <laughs> <laughs> right there. Oh, don't say that. Oh. I got a mouthful of hot drink. Flange. <laughs> I Next. nearly went everywhere. <laughs> Sega commits to a 30% pay rise for existing staff to strengthen its global competitiveness. We are reforming so that employees can maximise their potential in a comfortable environment. Same as Nintendo last week, wasn't it? Good, good for them. Well, when Can't argue with that. Well, when um, companies see things on a downturn, they want to try and retain their staff rather than get rid of them. So good. Well, especially in like gaming devs, it's a very competitive market for like experienced people. Mm. Right, next. Yeah. Next. <laughs> I, next I say that, not you. No, I want to say it. I nexted myself. Returnal off to a slow start on PC with low concurrent player numbers. Just four days after Returnal's PC release, the game has peaked at just under 7,000 players on Steam, according to SteamDB. This is a disappointing result for the game, with only Sackboy, a big adventure, faring worse amongst Sony's recent PC ventures. Yeah. Not that good for them, I guess. I'm looking, looking at SteamDB now, yeah. Currently, yeah. cu- currently six and a half thousand players, all-time peak. Just a little bit more than that. I guess everyone's playing it though. Like everyone who's mm. bought it is playing it. Yeah, I just thought it might have been a bit more though. To be honest, like this now that Sony is releasing them on PC, there's less like there's you know there's not as much of a need to actually get the P- the PS5 consoles. You can just wait for them. I thought they just I thought there would have been a bigger market for it. Mm. I think. I mean, I think that might be game specific for it, like niche game. It 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 kind it kind of is like it's a really high value, high like high production value um, game, but ultimately it is just a a roguelite. Um, it's also, I mean, it's up on Steam. Oh God, why Steam? Why do I have to age gate every time I go into you? 
What does that mean? It asks, it asks me my date of birth every time I want Somebody to open a page. Wrong. You getting ID'd on a computer? I am, yeah. Also, be scrolling nice. for a while. Yeah. So it was. So the game is what? <laughs> Rude. <laughs> You're older than me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I have to scroll for even longer. <laughs> oh, you made me snort like a pig. <laughs> the the point I'm trying to make is the game, <laughs> the game is what two years old now. It's a 2021 game, um, and it's up on Steam for 49.99. Ooh, I think what? I think a lot more people like it, it's got very positive reviews on on Steam. Like people are reviewing it well, but I don't think people are going to buy it really until. The price comes down. I think it's just one of those things. It's a two-year-old game, and people don't want to pay that much for it. Yeah, I wouldn't dream of it. You don't pay I for mean, it. Argentinian. Can, can you get Argentinian Steam codes? I'm just looking yeah. now. <laughs> Thirty-two. Thirty-two ninety-nine <laughs> on CD keys. That's mm-hmm. better. That's, that's the cheapest. It also it, it also seems to have some. At the minute, some technical issues. Like I'm just looking down some of the reviews. Oh, um, technical issues with Sony's games. Yeah, like if you if you're playing with ray tracing on it, stutters quite a lot. It has issues with kind of um, resolution scaling, uh, and it, it can soft lock you on some runs, which I, that is the major pain in the arse, I assume, for most people. Just um, play it on a PlayStation, guys. I think, we've, yeah. I think that's the best way to do it. I mean, it is a brilliant game. I absolutely love it. I still need to fucking finish it though, because it's rock solid. But it's a uh, Brilliant game. I haven't finished it either. You're not finishing a game, Gadget. Shock. Hey, I finished a game this week, I'll have you fucking know. There's <laughs> more games this year this than you decade. Well, one. I've, I've beat one. Exactly. Not much. It's not much. Christ. I can't finish out lately, mate. Still about 50 hours into Hogwarts, though. 20, actually. Slow week. Next. Slow week. Next! Stop the you're a cheeky little news anchor, you. Well, I tried my best. Film and TV, we've got loads here. Live action How to Train Your Dragon movies in the works. Right writer and director Sean DeBlois. DeBlois? 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 Who DeBlois. asked for this? Who has been uh, the guiding force for the big screen trilogy will be back to oversee the live action version. I've never seen any of them. How? Oh, like, like, people love them though, don't they? They're, they're good. They're really Honestly, good. you would absolutely fall in love with um, the dragon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, toothless. toothless. Oh, toothless. Yeah, I see. I know who he is. He's adorable. They're good. Yeah, they're good films, but they're really you don't, you don't, you don't need a live action one. Well, you don't, but never do Disney. But they, when they rake in billions of dollars, it's yeah. in, it, it seems DreamWorks go. Hmm, maybe we can do that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, still the, looking forward to the live action Toy Story film. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the third, the third Tower Train Dragon film wasn't that long ago. I'm surprised they're like. Going on rebooting it already. Third one's really good as well. Actually, I still haven't seen the third one. The first, the first two are brilliant though. I've seen the first two. It's a, it's a solid trilogy all, overall, to be honest. Yeah. Good arc and uh, great world that they've built. I like them. It's about the best thing Gerard Butler's done in the last fifteen years. <laughs> Jay Baruchel. <laughs> yeah, true. <clears throat> Next. Good. Next. Stop it. Fucking stop it. <laughs> According to a report on THR, this year's Star Wars celebration will include the unveiling of Star Wars' upcoming film plans. Whether that's a single film or a, grand, a grander slate is unclear, but if so, it'll mark a shift for the series, which since 2019's episode 9, Rise of Skywalker. So t- the next one, next one's going to be a Skywalker film still again? I'm guaranteed. <laughs> they, they can't get away from that family. They? No, they're lying. 
They'll still know each other. Wasn't they? They'll wasn't still be the on original Tatooine. They're doing like another. They're doing another um, trilogy. I heard. Yeah, I'll be set on Tatooine, mm. and then they'll go to Coruscant for a bit, and they'll come back to Tatooine, and then they'll go. I'm looking for someone called Skywalker, <laughs> and that'll be it. Because <laughs> it's such a sm- such a small called, galaxy. She calls herself Skywalker over there, but she isn't one. Maybe. She's not one. <laughs> I hated that. I hated that she changed so it. So did everybody. Call me Raymond. Raymond Skywalker. <laughs> I remember. I remember. Next. Kevin Feige <laughs> talked talk to Entertainment Weekly about a variety of subjects, including future plans for Spider-Man at the Marvels and more. On the subject of Spider-Man, he was relatively cautious since the company has yet to reveal any plans for more movies, but at least one is in the works, according to Feige. All I will say is that we have the story, we have big ideas for that, and our writers are just putting pen to paper now. It would be nice to see uh, Tom Holland bombing around downtown New York, not just Queens. Yeah. Do you think it would still be Tom Holland? I think yeah, they can yeah, get yeah. one he's more years, he's, got years, mm. he's got years left in him. I think, I, I think they can get one more out of him as the current form of <laughs> Spider-Man before he ages out of it, but then... There's nothing to say. We all know this next this next Spider-Man film is going to bring in Miles Morales. Well, that's what I'm saying. You can bring in a Miles Morales and then do the Spider-Verse thing where Peter's the older one. Mm. Yeah. Or scrap it completely and bring Andrew Garfield back. Isn't Sony supposed to be doing that? I'm sure. I'm sure. Yes. I'm sure. I read uh, something. Maybe. I'm, yeah. I'm more excited for that one. <laughs> so they have like a Spider-Man in the Venom next Venom film or some shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. They did hint that in the that, Morbius universe. Oh, <laughs> no, thank you. Next. The Marvel's poster unites Captain Marvel, Ms. Marvel, and Photon and confirms delayed release. The follow-up to Captain Marvel from director <laughs> Nia DaCosta was supposed to be hitting our screens this July, but now won't be with us until November, with a release date of November the 10th revealed on the poster. <laughs> I, guess oh, well. you could, I guess how well the comments underneath it went. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We got a bunch of trailers dropped during the Super Bowl. We had the Flash. Yeah, loads. The Flash, we saw multiple flashes, Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck's Batman, a return of uh, Michael Shannon as General Zod and reveals Sasakali's Supergirl. I don't know if that's supposed to be Sarah. No, it might be a typo. Sasakali's Supergirl. Yeah, Yeah, I copied and pasted it off the website. I am annoyed because I think that looks quite cool. To be fair, I was. I could, it be, was... could be Sasha Kelly, to be honest. Or maybe. Unfortunately, yes. as as well as the trailer does look, because it does look all right, it's riddled with Ezra Miller. Yeah, it, it it's Absolutely a very critical riddled. problem for that film. Mm. Everything he's not, not even on the poster. He's Every... not on the poster. He's not named. Everything <laughs> not Ezra Miller is brilliant in it. Yeah, I hope they kill him off really fast. Well, like the first five minutes, and then it's everyone else yeah. to carry the film, and then. Grant Gustin turns up and saves. Uh, we got another one for Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Didn't see that. Yeah. I don't know. Do you go on trailers.com or something? I don't catch up with trailers, me. I don't know Twitter, where to turn up. YouTube. I post nearly all of them in our Discord. You've even commented on some of them. <laughs> swear your brain is just... <laughs> this isn't subscribe fair. to IGN, you'll see them all. This is fair. unfair that you've just attacked me like that. Just asking for help. TV spot for <laughs> we got a TV spot for Indy Five. I did see that one. Well, apart from the horse riding bit where he looks riggedy whack, I think it looks quite cool. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> others included Scream Six, Fast Ten, Creed Three, and Air. The story of Nike. The story of Nike Make Jordan Airs. Nike Make Jordan Airs. <laughs> What's that film called? Air. Air. That might be me. That might be a typo on my part. That one actually. Yeah. Uh, so this is a film. This is a film about Nike making Air Jordans. I mean, let's be real. A trailer's just dropped of Tetris. Yeah, but that so story is interesting. Is it though? It's the same fucking thing. <laughs> it's yeah, just creating a product. I, no, I, I, I wouldn't say so. The story of Tetris is actually genuinely interesting. I, this, the story of Nike collaborating with Michael Jordan is not. Yeah. So how do you know? How do you know? This guy this guy is an up and comer. Let's latch on to him. That is the There might be more to it. There might be there might be more to it. I'm sure they'll dramatize dramatize it more, but uh, yeah. It don't matter, guys, because Creed 3's coming out and that's all that matters. Mm -hmm. That's all that matters. A lot of muscles on display (laughs) in that film. God, those two those two men are absolute gods. Jesus. Adonis, you might say. Jesus. He's got shoulders up here, thingy, hasn't he? What's his name? Shoulders on shoulders. Shoulder shoulders. Yeah, shoulders. Jonathan Majors is even bigger. Jonathan Majors, yeah, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. Jonathan Majors is like that. I am shoulder man. Can't wipe his own ass, though. Nope. Can't scratch his back. <laughs> um, as previously mentioned, a trailer for the film Tetris starring Taron Egerton was dropped this week. The film appears to show the industry, the history, history surrounding how the game was brought to the Game Boy. And it looks like a bit of a banger, according to Biggie. I thought it looked, I thought it looked like a banger as well. Yeah, it looks no, great. No, come it on. Like a spy it, it, looks, <laughs> it looks fun, and it, there's, there's, there's humour to it, but there's that scene where he goes, in the trailer he says, no one's ever seen this other than you. This is the Game Boy. It's like, fuck off. It would, <laughs> that never happened. That never happened. <laughs> that never fucking happened. The Game Boy. Did it even, I don't even think they had a name for Game Boy until like a few months before it dropped. Stupid. Stupid. <laughs> I'll watch it, though. I'll watch, watch it. it. Oh, yeah. Oh, I like yeah. Tyron Edgerton a lot. <laughs> I like him a lot. So, yeah. He is my rocket man. <laughs> Next. We got, we got our first look at Lady Gaga <laughs> in the Joker sequel. She's playing um, Harley Quinn. That's it. Yeah. We got a picture. That was it. There That's wasn't it. much. It was just a picture of her yeah. and the Joker, yeah. There's not much to it. it was Really? Oh. She looks Avatar, the way of the water. Sorry. Avatar, the way of the... <laughs> she looks this... like a woman, did you just say? Yeah. <laughs> There's not, 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 not much else to the picture. It's, it's Yukon Phoenix right in front of her face. That's it. Mm. I love him, though. Crazy. I fucking Joaquin love him. Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin None Phoenix. of you get it right. Now even I got it wrong. Yeah, I apologise. Jacqueline. is called Jacqueline. Jacqueline. <laughs> Jacqueline. Jacqueline. Jacqueline Phoenix. River Phoenix's brother. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Joaquin Phoenix. Come on. Jamiroquin. Jamiroquin Phoenix. Jamiroquin Phoenix. (laughs) Jamiroquin. Come on. (laughs) I miss Biggie Me, Big Style. I miss him so much. Avatar The Way of the Water overtakes Titanic at the global box office. The Way of the Water is now taking 2.2433 billion globally, nudging it ahead of Titanic's. A little bit more than that. Although Titanic was released again this weekend, wasn't it, for the 25th anniversary edition? So maybe it's a competition with himself. <laughs> oh, he it's loves doing releases in his films. Yeah. <laughs> he loves it. He loves putting his films out again in cinema. Why is um, he not releasing like Terminator 2? 
re-releasing that He's in like a couple of times. But, yeah, but that's wor- That's a good film. I <laughs> think he did that on the 20th and 30th Aye. anniversary of that film. So I, I never expected Avatar 2 to do this well. And um, oh, God. I think so the boring. gap between the two films actually helped. When people said it's not going to help it, I think it did help it. And I think I'm, I'm making a prediction now that I don't think the third one's going to do as big. Because yeah, um, they've nearly finished it, haven't they? They've nearly finished filming it. Yeah, it's coming out in like two years' time. And yeah, yeah. If you were like me, where you wanted to, your interest was peaked enough to go see it. I ain't going to see the next one in the cinema because I did not like Wave Water. Didn't like Avatar. I was like, I'm not giving him any more money. And I just think the he's going to make a shitload of money still, but I don't think it's going to be. I only saw Avatar because someone paid me. I think it's going to have diminishing returns on it because the next lot are all coming up so close to each other. I think maybe if it was released in 10 years as well, the technology would be that much better that you might want to go and see it again, but two years isn't going to make a difference, is it? Yeah, exactly. That was what got me, is like the technology, like everything like that. I mean, it looks fucking stunning. The water effects in it are, are amazing. But Yeah, but that's 40, 49% of the film is just water shots. It is dull as fuck. <laughs> it's fucking boring, man. Oh, shite. Next. Next. This one's a sad one, actually. Actor Bruce Willis has frontotemporal dementia, his family has announced. In a statement on social media, they said it was a relief to finally have a clear diagnosis. The 67-year-old was diagnosed with aphasia, which causes difficulty with speech in spring last year. But this has progressed and he's been given a more specific diagnosis, the family said. They expressed their deepest gratitude for the incredible outpouring of love. The family went on to say frontotemporal dementia, sorry if I've got that wrong, is the most common form of dementia in people under 60. Mm -hmm. So that's a big shit. Yeah, it's um, really, really sad because... He's a, he's a man, he's an actor from my childhood. Do you know what I mean? He, I grew up with that man, not not literally, but it's it's weird to see your heroes fall. You know mm. what I mean? It's not really an age, is it? Either sixty-seven. No, yeah. it's it's kind pretty of ex- young. That mm. also, I was thinking we talked about before about explaining a bit more why he was doing all these like random films, and he was just getting yeah. paid in, just getting the money into. It's getting it. He knew, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was literally a story about how. On one of the last films, the director knew there was something up because he didn't know why he was there. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, he was um, spotted a, a few years back, just wandering down the street and stuff. And people going, "Hey, Bruce Willis!" And he's like, "Hello." Like, I mean, normal Bruce Willis would have gone, "Fuck off!" <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's really sad, and just let him rest, let him leave him be. Yeah. You know what I mean. This is it. Let, let the man retire in peace. Done. Done. I've already seen some horrible fucking memes. Yeah. Horrible. The internet used to fucking grow up sometimes. Next. So moving on to tech, Instagram and Facebook users will now be able to pay for a blue tick verification parent company Meta has announced. Meta Verified, Meta Verified will cost um, $12, which is about 10 quid a month on web or... $15 for iPhone users. It will be available in Australia and New Zealand this week. Mark Zuckerberg, Meta Chief Executive, for now, said the move will improve security and authenticity on the social media apps. The move comes after Elon Musk, owner of Twitter, implemented a paid-for verification system 
in November 2022. The subscription would give paying users a blue badge, increased visibility of their posts, um, protection from impersonators, and easier access to customer service, Meta said on a post on their website. <laughs> See, like, oodles, you can get Facebook verified. I don't want to get anything so, verified. I don't want. I don't want people to. to I don't want better exposure to my musings and ramblings, mate. Fuck's sake! It's a, I mean, it's, it's the last thing I want. Absolutely, it actually seems uncool to have a blue tick now on Twitter. If you've got blue ticks, like that's super uncool. Yeah, like it, it, like Musk opening it up for, for it. people to pay for it is like it's just yeah. it's just giving fucking loser. It's just giving dickheads a a louder voice now. I've known like really big celebrities on Twitter now. Start up new Twitter accounts and don't want they don't want to be authenticated. They want to be like real, like us. Yeah, so this fuck, is fuck that blue shit. But like Meta lost hundreds of billions of dollars in the last year, so I think this is Mark Zuckerberg going to the board. It worked for Elon Musk. It didn't. <laughs> yeah, it didn't because he's stepping down soon as well, isn't it? No, by all accounts, that's what someone said. Someone said it. The man's ego wouldn't let him step down from anything. I'd be dragged kicking and screaming. Ego Musk. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Mm. Yeah, fucking blue tick. Unless you've earned a blue tick the old way. What do they call them? Legacy ones. Mm. Yeah. That's that's fine. That's cool. Or if you're a company, that's cool. But if you've bought a fucking blue tick, mate, come on. <laughs> Loser. <laughs> Go on, go, go, go on any tweet about something reasonably controversial, something where anyone might have a strong opinion about it. Guarantee the first mm-hmm. blue tick you'll see will be someone who's paid for it. Mm-hmm. Oh, with twenty yeah. followers. Yeah. yeah, and he'll have he'll, he'll have a in his bio that said, "Don't tread on me." Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck off. Speaking common sense. <laughs> yeah, can't say Free anything speech. anymore. Free speech. <laughs> Brexit means Brexit. Anyway, next. <laughs> On to music, De La Soul's Trugoy the Dove. I think that's his name. I'm sorry if I got it wrong. Has died at age 54. Long Island rappers' wordplay and lyricism helps the group become legendary. Become legendary. Trugoy, who had recently been going by the name Dave, was also known as Plug Two, had been open about his bout with congestive heart failure in recent years, and it's absolutely a huge loss to the world of hip hop. It's a shame Biggie's not here because he would have been able to tell us more about it. I don't think I've ever been to a party where De La Soul's not been put on. Yeah. <laughs> it's massive, massive. What, what? So fucking young and all. Stop dying, everybody, please. Yeah. <sighs> Live forever. Moving mm. on to the Weird World Web. Sega and Yoko Taro's new game is called 404 Game Reset, pronounced Error Game Reset. The game is a mobile RPG set in an alternate reality in which Sega dominates every aspect of reality. The player meets with a character named X and together will team up with human versions of Sega's intellectual properties in order to take down the evil company. Service for Error Game Reset will start in spring 2023 and will be releasing on Android and iOS devices. I stuck that one in there just for the... Fact that you play as personified versions of Sega's properties. Yeah, that uh, it, it's yeah. mad. I mean, they're personified, anime girlified. Like the <laughs> yeah. So, so you've never played? Game. Have you guys never played Hyperdimension Neptunia? Mm-mm. No, it's a Japanese RPG where every, the, the main characters one's the Xbox, one's a PlayStation, and one's uh, a Nintendo, and they they go on adventures and they're, they're personifications of console wars as anime girls. 
as anime girls. As anime been girls, out for yeah. about 15 years, and there's yeah. loads of them. <laughs> and the shite. Hello. It's one of them. Yeah. Mm. Um, and no, finally, no one asked for any of this. And finally, uh, a waste collection firm in Brighton has been told by lawyers for Lord of the Rings, the Lord of the Rings franchise, to change its name. Lord of the Bins <laughs> uh, collects households <laughs> building an office waste across East Sussex and West Sussex. Nick Lockwood and Dan Walker, who run the company, Lord of the Bins, said so, so they were contacted by Middle Earth and. <laughs> They were contacted by Middle Earth Enterprises, which is funny in itself. Gandalf just rocking up. <laughs> you shall not name that, that. Who own the worldwide rights to The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings trilogy. The pair said they faced the prospect of spending thousands to rebrand. The Lord of the Bins. Lord of the Bins. See, he, he can, I'm, I'm sure, right, he could do Lord of the Bins. It's just because... All of his writing, the writing and everything. Yeah, they use the Lord of the Rings fonts. Lord of the Rings fonts and stuff. So, yeah, there's no way that they could get away with not say, because of your tagline as well, isn't it? Is one ring to clear it all or something? Like, <laughs> call, call them one ring. So, that was oh, genius so marketing. God. Yeah. <laughs> there is a guy who lives around me who is, it says PSP, and he's used the, the Sony. PSP logo and it's something something plumbing I can't remember but like it's yeah I was, so yeah I always enjoy a, enjoy a parody company name Kebab I've got a mate called Nintendo Dave Nintendo Dave I've known him I've known him for about twenty five years he's just always been called Nintendo Dave it's not he's not selling out though <laughs> I think it's pathetic when large corporations go after a small businessman for thinking you know having a bit of fun and using that like no one's gonna go oh lord lord of the bins well that, i'm definitely not gonna watch lord of the rings anymore because of that <laughs> if anything <laughs> it's probably gonna remind them to watch lord of the rings mm. yeah we've got i was saying uh, like kebab vans are the best we've got one in bristol called uh jason's donovan and jason donovan <laughs> has actually eaten at this place and he's not suing probably a nice kebab he's got no money to sue that's what <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so just let abs. people, you know... People have fun with things. Yeah. Nintendo are worse for it, aren't they? Terrible. Yeah, they are. Is that it? That's it. Thank Ooh. you, Miss Candy Machining Stone. You did it well. Um, we'll let you know if you've got the job in the future. Um, if you don't hear from us in the next five days, um, consider that uh, you've not got the job. But we will email you constructive Criticisms. Criticism. Let's move on. Criticisms. Let's move on to the Nexus. Um, I'll start. I have been continuing my adventures in Hogwarts. I won't discuss that too much. It's bloody good, though. It's bloody yeah, I good. I getting sidetracked with a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's bloody good. And everybody talks like this. It's really good. <laughs> I we just quickly touched that I had one where the same woman gave me a um like t- two missions to do. And one of them was to find yeah. her brother and one was to mm. clear some goblin camps. And mm. I did both of them and unfortunately her brother died. But I told oh, her that her brother died before I told her that I cleared the goblin camps. So she went from like being all like hoo, 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 and then like the next <laughs> thing I 
scroll down was off clear the goblin camps and she was like oh well thank you very much like everyone would be so happy about that now i was like i took a tonal shift <laughs> yeah i do i do i do kind of like the janky because uh, it's proper like fallout janky the uh the chatting on it oh yeah it's 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 really good but yeah uh more on that when i finished it uh, i've i had to watch four episodes of this show this morning because i had a panic this morning i've, I've done fuck all all week so I've done this for you guys. Uh, Apple TV Plus. I've been on the Apple TV Plus, guys. And I started watching a show called Hello Tomorrow, starring Billy Crudup and Hank Azaria, two fine actors. Uh, so it's a show about hopelessness and hope within hopelessness. Uh, it's a drama. It's about Jack Billings, a timeshare salesman that is running through life, focusing on work and forgetting about his broken family night family life and past um billings played by crudup is like it's like don draper style character but without the spunk and moxie that draper has and billings like reminds me of a man that works to forget never forgets to work the problem is he seems to have like he's, he's a chronic liar and he it, it will catch up to him he's a bit like um Saul goodman you know what i mean it does catch up to you that kind of thing uh, there is a twist however that sounds extremely boring that doesn't it there is a twist with this show because Billy Crudup's and Hank Azaria's character and the rest of the sales team are selling timeshares to the moon because the whole show is a retro-futuristic Americana enthusiast's wet dream. It's basically the Jetsons. <laughs> okay. So it's, it's, it's live action and everything. It's, um, the reason I started watching this show on Apple TV Plus is because I was on TikTok procrastinating and someone said this is the first episode of the Fallout TV show, and they were pretending that this show was Fallout because this show is like Fallout if the nukes never went off. So, <laughs> remember the beginning of Fallout 4 when you're in yeah. the Americana world? It's that. The whole show's that. Um, I'm only, obviously, there's only four episodes out. It, it releases every Monday. Um, people have been quiet about this. Um, it's, it, it's it's resting on like a six, seven out of ten, but four episodes in, I kind of really like it. Um, it's one of those shows where it does it, it respects your time. They're half an hour long, right? And if you watch the trailer to it, you'll get exactly what it's all about. It's it's it looks insane. It looks in. They've got hover cars. Robots, ties that do themselves up on a morning, but it's set so seriously, like Mad Men. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's, I'm intrigued. It's oh, it, it's right up your street, gadget, massively up your street. It, again, it's that retro futuristic where the fifties just became the dominant force into the future, and nothing changed past there. So floating Cadillacs and stuff like that. You get the idea. But it's really good. Um, Again, four episodes in. The, I mean, uh, Billy Crudup's character, and I like Billy Crudup anyway. I think I've liked him in everything he's ever done. And he's really likeable, even though you know he's a dick. Because <laughs> he's, he's got such a dark and horrible secret like that he's just not telling anyone. And we know, as the, as, as the viewers, what he's doing. And I'm not going to spoil it for people potentially wanting to watch this show, but... If this is putting me on until um, Ted Lasso comes back on. March 15th, baby. Yeah, yeah, because for me, that's their premier fucking show on Apple TV. It's the best thing they do. 
but yeah, it's just it's just really good. It's called Hello Tomorrow again, just to remind you. I think you should check it out. Again, half an hour an episode. You can't really complain at that, can you? Mm, I'm just looking at the um, screenshots now. It looks so fucking cool. It look, yeah, it is cool. It looks like Fallout, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> These floating robots. Master, can I help you? Cool. And yeah, it's just it's really fucking good. But things go wrong, like the robots fuck up and stuff like that. It's really good. But yeah, that's been that's been my vapid week, really. I've not I've just been working, guys. I've been working. Sue me, I've been working, guys. I will sue you. Um, I'll get Billy Mitchell. I know on you will. <laughs> Billy Mitchell. Mm. Gadget. Speaking of Billy Mitchell, our own Billy Mitchell. Gadget. What you've been doing? Uh, I have actually been gaming because um, my new PC turned up this week, so I've been kind of testing it out and playing around with things. Cost you loads that PC, didn't it? I know, a whole one pound sixty nine. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> so uh, I, I did the normal thing that you do when you get a new PC: install all all the high high value games that you've got and see how they run. So Elden Ring runs incredibly; actually, doesn't stutter, which is nice because I think it's so overpowered it doesn't stutter. How far did you get? I I, I picked up on a, on an old character I had, so I was just basically uh, uh, knocked Margaret around for a little while. Mm, good. With a very underpowered astrologer, and still managed to beat him. So I think I might actually be good at that game. It's ridiculous how easy he is now. Now, but when we first played it, we we're like, we can't get past him. No, yeah. Uh, what else? What else to try? Try out The Witcher Three. Everything maxed out. Um, it looks very pretty. Did you? Could your LPC not do that maxed out? It could. It could. But this is like the next gen patch version, so it's got the ray tracing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah, yeah, of course. Um, but the, the the one that did play, and my previous PC could play this, um, but it's it's it, um, the new PC just plays it so much better. Um, Doom Eternal, I played through and I finished Doom Eternal this week. Now, mm. when that came out in 2020, you know, just as the world started falling apart, seemed rather prophetic time for it. Um, I didn't like it. I'd got about I got about halfway through it when it came out, and I didn't like it at all. Mm, I remember. Mm. I, th- I dropped off it too. Yeah, I bounced off it hard. I, I, and I was really disappointed because I absolutely adored Doom 2016. But I, because it, it, on Game Pass, so I installed it um, and just so I could try and see what it looked like running it, everything turned up to the full with the ray tracing and all the frames per second and all that kind of thing. And I realized what I did wrong last time. I didn't play it on ultraviolence. Yeah, that's your idiot. You're an idiot. You play it on baby mode. No, no, no. I, no, I'm saying when I first played it, I played it on a lower difficulty. I played it on uh, the highest difficulty this time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Don't play games on baby mode because it makes them dull. <laughs> and it makes them dull. It, it clicked for me. I don't know. Tactics. You've got to use tactics, haven't you? Got to use tactics. So, so Doom Eternal, um, sequel to the remade, the, the rebooted Doom that came out in 2016. Uh, it takes a different tack with it. It is still ultra-violent. It is still over-the-top, but they've kind of made it more ultra-violent and over-the-top. Instead of being just a very fast uh, shooter, it's now more of an arcade shooter. So you're building a points, you are um, trying to do kind of challenges within the maps. Um, but the difference with Do- between Doom Eternal and the, the last one is that this game encourages you to be constantly swapping weapons you start the game with a pitifully small amount of ammunition that you can carry at any given time. I think you start with your shotgun, you can only carry 12 shells. 
you have to be constantly attacking things. You get your chainsaw very early in the game because you use your chainsaw to cut into demons and like they they burst out a rainbow of um, pickups for you of ammunition. You have to be constantly moving, constantly swapping weapons. And when that clicked for me this time around, I had so much fucking fun. Like at the end of each fight, I was like sweating because it is such a high pulse pounding game. But I also noticed this time as well, the music. So in the previous game, the music kind of reacted to how you, well you were playing. The music does something very good in this one where each fight has its own uh, piece of music. But when you start doing well, BF, uh, BFG Division kicks in from Doom 2016. And it's like, as soon as that riff kicks in, like, yeah, boy! <laughs> and you're like, proper rocking it. And the soundtrack is killer anyway. Mick Gordon's a fucking god. But mm. this, whenever... The amount of times I would hear BFG Division and I would, just, I would get really fucking pumped and really get into it. Um, I did my best to kind of find and explore all the secrets, but I, would just, I just really got into the combat. And the bit of the game that I bounced off um, back when I first played it, when it first came out, was about halfway through the game, you meet an enemy called the Marauder. And, the, and this enemy called the Marauder, you can't brute force him. He's the first, he's the kind of, one of two enemies in the game where there is a tactic to fighting him. You have to beat him in a certain way. And I hated him. I hated him the first time I fought him. Whereas this time when I got to, because the way I've been playing it, I'd just been picking a weapon and just constantly like getting ammo for it and just going for it. And you can't do that with him. You have, you have to basically constantly swap weapons to deal with him because he's got a shield. And if you're trying to shoot him normally, he just puts the shield up. You've got to wait for him to attack you, hit him with a shotgun and then swap to something else and do more damage. So you like stun him and then hit him with something else. And I just didn't get that last time. And I got it this time and I beat him first time. I was like, oh, that's, that is fun. That's how you do that. Um, yeah, I fucking loved it. It's one of the most beautiful shooters I've ever played. Um, the environment design and art design is off the fucking charts. Mm. Um, especially when you get to like the last level, when you get to Erdak, like you get this kind of wonderful kind of heavenly vista. It's insane. Um, the storyline is absolute fucking bobbins, but for some reason I was following it and I was watching the cutscenes, which makes no sense why I would watch cutscenes in a Doom game, but here, the, we are where we are. And yeah, I, I blitzed through it in three days. I fucking loved it. He's got a castle. Yeah, he's yeah he's got a floating castle in the sky. Because he likes... Oh, he, tell me he, why. He likes 90s rave. <laughs> <clears throat> I think it's a good game. It's just not as good as the first one. I actually, after playing it now, because I, I did go back and like have a quick blast on 2016, I think it's better. Only because... Oh, you would do now because you've got that cool PC to play it on. Well, no, no, I mean, it doesn't matter. I played both <laughs> of them on this PC. The, but the changes to, that they made of it, basically making it faster and doing a lot of the weapon swapping, I think that works for it better. I think, I think Doom 2016 mm. did a good thing in itself. It's a, still a brilliant game. But it feels slow compared to Eternal, and what got me going with Eternal, especially by the time I got to the very end of the game, and the, I mean the the the, la- the very the last boss fight is an utter fucking clusterfuck. It's insane. So many enemies are being thrown at you, and you're concentrating on this big kind of fucking skyscraper style monster that you're trying to fight, while all these fucking high level enemies are coming at you. It's just utter madness, and I was grinning like an idiot all the way through it. I like, hate I'm- bosses like that. I genuinely I hate final bosses like that. I think it's cheap as fuck. It's, I, I know what you mean. Like in most cases, it is, but I think in this because the because the game is mostly mob based combat anyway, you yeah. kind of expect it. 
like I wasn't fighting them all. I was mostly running from them and like finding ammunition. But it, it it's just like it keeps the pressure on you to keep moving. It's that push forward combat that they brought in in 2016. You've just got to keep going with it. Yeah. Um, and it works. Um, I'm actually I'm gonna I think I'm probably I'm gonna buy the DLC and and go through those two as well. Um, there's the the heaven DLC in there as well and stuff like that. It's uh, the Ancient Gods Part One and Two. Is it not part of Game Pass? The DLC isn't, but the game is. Okay. Um, The one thing I don't understand is how anybody would play it on a controller, because there are so many button inputs. I don't get how you could play it on a controller. Because I've got a PlayStation (laughs) Five. That's why. No, but I I, no, no, no. But I mean, I mean, fun- sorry. I mean, functionally, it's just like, like, at any given time, outside of the WASD keys, you're going to be using Q, E, R, C, V, Control, Shift, Alt. You know, you are using a lot of the keyboard to do what you're doing. And I don't. It works on. It works on controller. I know it works on controller. I just I don't understand how you can play it on a controller. But that's just me. I don't do well on shooters. Faster on response on controller. with the mouse in it. So. Yeah. Oh yeah! Like, oh yeah! Of course, like, it is. Like aiming's the, better. The, 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 so the sniping where you can like knock off the revenants' rocket launchers. I don't. You, that would be impossible on a controller, even with the aim assist, because they move so fast and you move so fast as well. But yeah, it, but it, it, yeah. Doom I, two. What's it called? Doom two. Doom Eternal. I, actually, that that is a very good point. It's basically a remake of Doom two. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Because well, like the, hell on earth. Well, yeah, because the first one was a remake, of, effectively a remake of the original Doom. How good was Final Doom on PS1, that mixture of 1 and 2, just fucking packaged into one yeah, disc? That was, yeah, that was great. Final Doom. I had that on PC. It was brilliant. Yeah, but it came on PC. It's just, it just, it's just, I'm actually kind of happy now I've got to the point where there isn't a Doom game I don't like. Like, I even like Doom 3. For all, Doom 64. I like Doom 3. That's not great. Which one? 64 is great. Doom 64. I got that ball, good. I bought that on my Switch. I think it's really good. I, I think it's really good as well. Don't know. It's probably it's probably the weakest of them, but it's it's very different. It's not. But I, I no Doom Three is the weakest, but I do like Doom Three. I, I like the I, I like the horror side of Doom Three. I think it did some good things. Mm. It definitely mm. improved massively when the people put that mod out where you didn't have to put your gun down to get your torch out because Doom Marine has you know more than one hand. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I'm what I'm, I'm re- really really glad I got to the point where I can actually enjoy this game. And um, good. I'm probably going to do. I'm probably going to do it once I've done the DLC as well. I'm probably going to do another playthrough where I just like put all the cheat codes on and just blitz through like a fucking god. <laughs> you can unlock them, can't you, by finding them teddies? Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's it's discs. Yeah, you find you find little floppy discs yeah. in the world. So like you get like infinite ammo, all weapons unlocked and mastered, infinite onslaught, infinite speed boost, and stuff like that. You just become the fucking murder machine. Which I mean, you are most of the time anyway. You are pretty consistently a murder machine, but just I do think it's funny that game how it just jumps into this law that you're like chosen by God Himself to go and defend Earth and stuff. It's like this is fucking shit. <laughs> the plot is stupid, but it's fun. But it, yeah, the, 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 I think uh, what I enjoy is that the, the Slayer himself doesn't care about the plot either. I think that... He hates it, doesn't he? My, just my, fucking braze everybody. My my favourite bit of the game is, uh, for the story kind of stuff, is when is when you have to go to, to Mars and it's like you can't just shoot a hole in Mars with the BFG oh. 10,000. The, the, the mission objective is shoot a hole in Mars. 
but it's yeah. when you when you get up into the thing and like he's got the the joystick in his hand with the trigger and he's like pressing the fire button it's not firing and uh, vega says to you <laughs> something like do you want me to turn off the the security uh, the safety restrictions and he's just rapidly tapping the button to try and fire <laughs> <laughs> i love how they characterize him for someone who has no dialogue like he's a very good character but yeah so i rambled on enough about this yeah doom eternal like i really i'm glad i enjoy it now yes hey stig you've been doing mate uh today i watched a film did you do what i did and scramble <laughs> yes well i've been ill and playing harry potter uh, hogwarts here so i've not really done much yeah. but yeah i watched um an oscar uh, nominated film called animated feature called marcel the shell with shoes on marcel marcel, marcel the shell with shoes on so um this is um one of the best films I've seen this year already. Like it's wow. so good. It's um so it's about Marcel, who is an adorable one inch tall shell who ekes out a colourful existence with his grandmother Connie and their pet lint Alan. Like actual lint that you find on the floor. Um, of course it's an A twenty four film. Yeah, it's by A twenty four. It's uh, once part of a sprawling community of shells. They now live alone as the sole survivors of a mysterious tragedy. But when a document, when a documentary, sorry, documentary, (coughs) sorry, when a documentary filmmaker discovers them amongst the clutter, his Airbnb, uh, the short film he posts online brings Marcel millions of passionate fans, as well as unprecedented dangers and a new hope for finding his long lost family. This film is twee as fuck, but it's so good. It touches on thematic themes of grief, loneliness, family. Um, uh, injects a lot, like a huge amount of pathos into the character of Marcel, and he's just he's so adorable. Like the way he speaks and the way he, he sees the world, he doesn't. Um, he doesn't understand things, but he doesn't, when he asks questions, he doesn't, it's not in a stupid way. Like he doesn't really know what the internet is. So when he's shown YouTube and TikTok and everything, he, he, he understands what it is like kind of really well, but he's still all like new and fascinating to him. Uh, he is played by Jenny Slate, who you might know as, uh, uh, John Ralphio's sister in Parks oh, and Rec. Yeah. And she puts on this voice, like it's really, really cutesy little voice for the, you know, this little tiny shell. Uh, all the, and it, um, it's live action, but all Marcel and everything like that is done in stop motion. So him and his grandma are all stop motion. There's a couple of little spiders wandering around that are stop motion. And it just blends in with the world, like seamlessly, like there's no, it doesn't look odd. It looks like it should be there and they should be there. And it's, it's really well done. I'm actually, fascinated about how this has been nominated for a animation Oscar. So the Lego movie was denied an animated Oscar nomination because it has that live action bit at the end. Yeah. This is mainly live action. Right. Like the, everything around it. So they must have changed the rules somehow because everything around it is live action apart from Marcel and his grandma. Um but yeah it's just it's really it's just a delight. Honestly, it's really funny. Um, it's, I, I don't know. It's, um, it's uncynical. It's 
It's a bit like the Brian and Charles that I watched last year where, you know, you could look at it and think, oh, this is, you know, that was about a man who made a robot out of a washing machine. You might think, oh, that's fucking stupid and it sounds stupid, but it was, that, that was really good. And this is generally like one of the best films I've seen this year. So, Sorry, sorry, I thought you finished that. Um, I just yeah. l- looked up how it was eligible for a- an Oscar. So uh, Wikipedia says, so on July 20th last year, Dean Fleischer Camp said that even with the film having animated characters living and interacting with the live-action world, it will be eligible because he and A24 submitted documentation to prove it met the requirements in which animation must figure in no less than 75% of the picture's running time. So it doesn't need to be entirely animated. It needs to have animation oh, evolved okay. all the way through, which technically means you could count a Marvel film as... So why was Lego not allowed then? Because that is... They must have changed the rules slightly yeah, since Yeah, they have to change the rules. That literally has that little scene with uh, Will Ferrell at the end, doesn't it? Yeah, but just look at him. That, that, he... He's adorable. Yeah. He's so adorable. He's only got one eye. Him. He's got Let one eye that pokes him. out of his like the side of his shell, and that one eye—it's like a googly eye. It, it conveys so much emotion, like when he's crying and and the way it looks, and the, the mouth is um, kind of animated. Oh, he's fucking ugly. It and he—he's he, just <laughs> he's yeah, the way he speaks. Like go on, like listen to the way he speaks afterwards. He's like. He's like, hello, my name's Mar- Marcel. And he's like, he goes, and I've got shoes on. I'm a little shell and I've got shoes on. He's just oh, I'd want to kick him. Little, <laughs> little shoes. He's so adorable. I'd want to um, kick him over a fence. Fuck off. You live in my world. <laughs> it looks like, it looks like, no, I'm not going to say what it looks like on the podcast. Oh I, I, like the way he's like, it just, like at one point they're looking at his computer and the Why has he got a computer? <laughs> he hasn't. The docu- the guy doing the document. Oh, get right. the words out. The documentary. documentary. He's do- he's got a computer, and it pops right. up with low battery, and he's like, "Oh, your soda cans em- looking empty." Because he doesn't know what it is. It's just this little thing, and it's so oh. cute. Like the way the way he thinks, he sees the world, and and everything like that. And it's yeah, I absolutely loved it. It was adorable. Mm. Oh, I might have to see that. Mm. They're gonna make me cry. It actually, yeah, it might make you cry. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. The scene when he gets kicked over the fence. It get, it's got some, <laughs> yeah, some real like kind of, yeah, how, like, yeah, it will, it might do. Cool. Any, any more stick on that? On Marcel the shell with shoes on? No, just Marcel the shell with shoes on. <laughs> Go watch it. He's great. <laughs> okay, candy. Um, I did a couple of things this week. First one, I also watched an A24 film. And, um, is it about a shell with shoes on? No. This is mm. Frankenstein's Monsters Monster Frankenstein. Why have they got stupid names? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's an A24 film. <laughs> Frank, hang on, I'm writing this down. Frankenstein's Monsters... Frankenstein's Monsters Monster, comma, Frankenstein. Second, first monster has a... I'm a Frankenstein. This is stupid. <laughs> Man, I've got to do the, the hashtags for all this. I know. <laughs> stupid. I've got to remember all this for the fucking show notes. So Frankenstein's people. Monsters Monster Frankenstein is a uh, <laughs> oh, documentary <God>. starring <laughs> David Harbour playing himself as David Harbour III, investigating the life of his, of his father, David Harbour Jr., um, who's a classically trained thespian. Um, and with uh, with David Harbour Jr.'s career on a downward slope, which is the dad, 
He puts on one mm. last big telly play, Frankenstein's Monsters Monster Frankenstein. God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say it again, don't worry. We've got a podcast title anyway. Uh, while investigating his father's play, David Harbour III uncovers a potential murder cover-up. So we see footage of the original teleplay on old grainy film footage. It's probably from the like 50s or 60s. Um, the cast are playing on a really dodgy soundstage set. So we've got like background pieces falling apart, extra struggling to sort of open doors, or they'll be like closing a door and then it'll just like swing back open in the background and stuff. They're tripping over scenery. And also, like, awkwardly long kind of theatrical pauses to deliver one line of dialogue. Like, they're really, they're properly hamming it up, like a, like proper stage actors. And it, it's just the most ridiculous thing I think I've seen. Like, I, what was the point in, in doing this? Um, so David Harbour Jr., which is the dad, is just eating the scenery. It's, it's a massive, actual David Harbour plays his own father and himself. But it's just a, a masterclass in overacting. Um, they're all taking themselves, you know, very, very seriously um, the way stage actors do. As one should. As one should. Um, I don't know how I missed this. It came out in 2019, so it was kind of like... The... Oh, what's it on then? Oh, I thought you'd been to cinema to see it. What's it on? No, it's Netflix. So oh, it's, on it's, it's on the flicks! It's on the flicks. I'm no one was talking about Frankenstein's Fuck. monsters, monster Frankenstein. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it just rolls off the tongue. Frank, I'm, so, yeah, I'm googling it, and it's just not showing up. Frankenstein's <laughs> monsters, monsters, monster, fucking Jesus! <laughs> I love how offended Oodles is by that title. You oh, what? So, the show with shoes I, on was bad enough. No, because that's because that's it rolls off the tongue better that one, doesn't it? Marcel the, Marcel shell, with the shell with shoes on. It's, it's fine. Fun to say, Frankenstein's isn't it? monsters, it monster Frankenstein is ridiculous. And David Arbour's a genius. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's got magnificent bearding going on. So I'm watching the trailer right now. I watched him the other day in his house. He went in his house and he's got carpet in his bathroom. I saw that. Oh, he's, he's a monster. Mm. <laughs> he's no, a monster's monster, looked, Frankenstein. It looked good. Monster, looked good. His house were nice. Triple piss on that. There was some. <sighs> uh, there was some dodgy wallpaper. I thought in his house. Anyway, regardless, yeah. I just think that probably him and his mates went out on the piss or something some night. And then just decided to film it the following day, just with whatever was kind of lying around a dusty old unused Hollywood film set, probably. Like, how can we make <laughs> no, something? No, it's these out New Yorkers, isn't it? These New Yorker thespians. They're a bit the meta. The, the, it's like um, Broadway's just get gone crazy lately. It's, I read a piece on it the other day. It's like these plays that are like, like there's actual plays of people watching Shakespeare. So you're watching someone watch. Shakespeare as a play, like these meta plays, and it's like fucking what's going on. So like ye oldie goggle box. Yes, ye oldie <laughs> goggle box. Yeah. There's loads of weird shit happening in there's, there's the just this weird yeah, There's just this weird like movement in uh, Broadway now. It's just like fucking it's gone weird. It's gone yeah. all fucking weird since it's lockdown's lifted it. They've all gone crazy. Cats watching cats on cats. I'd you know what I mean? That. I know you would. <laughs> But um, yeah, it's it's definitely just for the kind of shits and giggles of it. But yeah, just watch it while you're on a lunch break or having a cup of tea after work or something. It's only half hour long. I'm gonna. Um, so that was the first thing I did. The second thing I saw a anime earlier today. I also both watched watched both of these today because I also did fuck all all week. <laughs> We've all wasted a week. <laughs> We're very professional at this. 
I actually wanted to watch mine though. I've been wanting to watch it for ages, so I was quite happy to get it done. I fell into mine by accident. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the second thing I saw is easier to say. It's uh, the Garden of Words. Um, and Garden of Words. Funnily enough, it's not that there's not that many words in that one. Can you just say? Can you say it in its proper Japanese title, please, Candy? Yeah, please, please. Biggie would have. No. Without being racist, sounding, I can't. No. <gasps> Biggie so still no, would have. He still would have. <laughs> <laughs> what actually is it in Japanese? I had no idea. It. I was just, I was just messing you about <laughs> the title. So, The Garden of Words um, is a Japanese anime drama film written and directed by Makoto Shinkai. The film focuses on Takayo Akizuki, an aspiring student shoemaker who decides that on rainy mornings to bunk off school and go to a local park sort of Japanese garden. Um, in this park, he meets Yukari, a mysterious woman who spends her time in the park drinking beer and eating chocolate, and she's basically just falling apart. She's not taking herself. I can relate. Yeah, not t- looking after herself as an adult. Um, she's, avoid- she's avoiding problems in her personal life. Yukari tells Takao, Takao nothing of herself. She doesn't tell him her name. No, absolutely closed book tells him nothing. Um, Takao opens up completely to her about everything. He tells him her, his hopes and dreams, aspirations, becoming a shoemaker, passion for making shoes, and he offers to make her a pair. Um, I've got fairly strong feelings about this, and I will start off with the good things. Um, the animation and the art is some of the best I've ever seen in anime, and I don't say that lightly at all. Like The, the reflections and the lighting whilst it's raining is beautiful. Like there's so many shots of it raining and it almost feels like kind of ethereal and as if you just want to reach out and touch it, you can kind of feel like the rain sort of underneath your feet almost. It, it's, it's stunning. There's this repeated shot of a tree um, with its branches kind of dipping down into a pond and it's, it's just like it's breathtaking. It's got these lush greens of the park. And lush. It's kind of, Is it lush? Lush. lush. I, love how you say, I love how you say that word, lush. <laughs> it's lush. <laughs> Sorry. In the classic sense, it's lush, lush greenery. Um, it's lush, my love. Me babber. But it's, it's kind of juxtaposed <laughs> against the, the kind of greys and neons of the city and the subway and everything. Um, it did perform well on its release. It ranked highly on iTunes. Um, it was selected as a year's best animation on iTunes, best of 2013 it came out. It won the 2013 Kobe Theatrical Film Awards and awards at the Fantasia International Film Festival as well. Um, so I'll talk about what I... Didn't like. Um, so whilst the, um, whilst the relationship between Takoyo and Yukari is developing, their ages at the beginning are not mentioned. As the story progresses, we learn that Takoyo is 15 and Yukari is 27. Um, Nonsense! Oh. Yeah. Um, oh. When the rainy season starts to dry up, so that they're hanging out always when it rains, it's the thing they meet in the park when it rains, when it starts to dry up, Takeo starts to go back to school and he learns that Yukari is actually a teacher at their school. And the reason she's oh, been bunking dear. off Yeah. The reason she's been bunking off work and drinking in the park is that she's been the target of bullying and rumors from a group of students. Um, basically one of the female students' boyfriends mentions that he finds her attractive. So kind of you know, the rumors start. Um Ultimately, she decides to leave her teaching job because of this. Um, but going back to what I said earlier, she didn't actually disclose any of this information to Takoyo. She knew, she knew he was a 15-year-old student at a school. 
she but decided him. to put their blossom in relationship first and allowing him to form <laughs> an emotional connection, not even telling him her age, let alone her being a teacher. And she does, she does kind of mention that, you know, he's 15 and he's got more of a grip on life than I do at 27. So she, emotionally, she feels no older than a teenager. However, I think, you know, we can... However, all, that's what Michael Jackson said. Yeah, exactly. We can, we can all say that. It doesn't mean anything just <laughs> because you feel like you're falling apart. agree in a sense, but also I think... Um, I don't think she, from what I remember, was there looking for a romantic... It wasn't a sexual relationship. It, no. it wasn't. And, and she no just part... needed someone to connect to because her life was kind of... There is absolutely nothing wrong with an adult connecting with a minor in a platonic way. Uh, absolutely. No, and there's, that... no, there's no wrong with that. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And that's... I, you know, there was nothing sexual about their relationship, but it was obviously a blossoming relationship. And when you're... As a as a an adult female, when you're talking to a fifteen year old boy in the way she's speaking to him, without adult tones, adult adult tones, it's mm. it, it's it is problematic. Um, yeah. There, there's also a scene where she's um, he is he's measuring her to make her shoes, and it's oh it's only feet, but it's Quentin Tarantino. Onlyfeet.com. Feet. Only yeah, yeah. It's 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 a little bit much. It's a little bit. It's like again, it's it's the kind of undertones of it, and it's it's quite an uncomfortable scene, I thought. Um, but yeah, she so she didn't. It, so going so going back to the story, yeah. So um, Taco goes back to find her in the park one last time after learning that she's a teacher at school. They're caught in a sudden rainstorm. They decide to go back to her apartment, um, where Taco discloses discloses his feelings to her that he loves her. Um, okay. She tells him, she reminds him that he was a teacher and she's leaving a job and going back to her hometown. That leads to a confrontation and Taco's storming out of the apartment. And now she changes her mind. She chases him, feels like she's made a mistake to kind of cast him aside. And she falls into his arms, telling him that he's taught her how to walk again, which is kind of the theme of the thing they're teaching each other how to walk and him with literally being the shoemaker kind of thing. So like I said, there was no sexual encounters, but it was grooming. It was. It made me feel uncomfortable watching it. And ten out, ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. But it's it is a shame because <laughs> it's a really beautiful. Artwise, it's really beautiful. But for me, it was um, it was it was a bit of a no. But in um, terms of the story, Shinkai actually wrote um, the story as a tale of lonely sadness based on the meaning of the traditional Japanese word for love. And uses shoes as a metaphor for life. The story uh, motifs include rain, poetry, and the Japanese garden. The age difference between the two main characters and their uh, character traits demonstrate how awkwardly and disjointedly people mature, even when adults sometimes feel no more mature than teenagers, according to Shinkai. Um, but for me, like I said, it felt super uncomfortable, and it, ultimately it felt like the tale of glorifying a teenage boy's dream of pulling their teacher. So, yeah, it was... That one was a bit of a no for Hot me. Hot for teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I get that, but I actually still really enjoyed it. I wasn't looking into it. You're like allowed, that, to, you're allowed but... to still enjoy it, mate. Yeah. Yeah, but I get that. But, you know, I'm not going to defend him because, you know, there are issues with his other films. Despite the fact that I love Your Name, there's a couple of moments in that which are a bit dodgy. And the and kids. Weathering with you is just... Yeah, there's bits in that which are like they just kind of 
doesn't sit right with you at all. Like the romance is just kind of born from white knight kind of male savior, which leads to a bit of a rape joke. And it's like, yeah, why, why bother? These are why meant to it? be teenagers. Come on, man. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. the story could have, you know, had had the male student been a sort of um, a college student, like 18, 19, 20. She it'd have made it so been, much better. Yeah. But extra few years. Extra few years. Exactly. But no. Cool. That's been a week somehow. All in one day, more or less. A few days for catch it. One day for everyone else. <laughs> <sighs> we did it, guys. We beat the system. So... Now it's time for our main topic. Um, <laughs> the patrons chose this, and they chose the right thing this time. You were happy when they the result well. came out. Yeah, this is this. They, they picked the right one. As um, DJ Walsh said, um, there's only one to pick out of that list, and people picked the right one. So we're we're doing uh, dating profiles or Tinder profiles. Uh, Behind behind the scenes, uh, last week we uh, I didn't know we were last. I can't remember when it was. Uh, we randomly used a, a Secret Santa website to pick names <laughs> out for that. It works. So, it works. Yeah, we don't know who we've got. So how we're going to attach this and approach this is whoever we pick. Um, <clears throat> we're just gonna go with it and see if we can guess who we're talking about. <laughs> I become abundantly clear almost immediately. <laughs> yeah, mine's instantly obvious. <laughs> and obviously, elephant not in the room. Uh, Biggie's not here today, so Gadget I, I, will probably yeah, reading his. Yeah, he's written yes. one. I'm reading out Biggie's one. He's done the work, guys. He's done the work. So uh, with it's Biggie not being here, yeah, with Biggie not being here, let's hear from Biggie's. Okay, uh, j- just big, Biggie's pros. <laughs> I mean, it's Pro has actually written quite a lot. So, um, <laughs> this person's going to hate the opening line. But, okay, let's go. How do we want to build this? Do we want to build this up or just, shall I just go for it? Build it up. Acting. Acting. Okay, well, imagine, uh, imagine the scene. It's, quite, it's, a, it's, a, it's a quiet evening. Raining casually outside, you've got a glass of wine and you're swiping through Tinder. You come across <laughs> this 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 profile and you see this opening line: "Hi, I'm a nearly forty year old cute cherub of a Hufflepuff who likes to wrestle in the bedroom and would love nothing more than to cosplay as Ant Man from the MCU. I'm adventurous and I love going on summer holidays, but I had to cancel last year with my ex as we don't talk anymore. I love competitive sports, but will do absolutely anything and everything to win." I also enjoy dining out or home cooking. Basically, I'm looking for a feeder, and spontaneous elaborate cookie offerings are essential. (laughs) Being an avid gamer and film enthusiast, I have been campaigning for the Fast and Furious franchise to be inducted into the Hollywood Hall of Fame, and the entire cast to be awarded an Oscar for each of their tireless work with nitrous oxide. Sorry, Ian. Sounds... I'm going to add that to the biggies next next, next month. I also love tattoos and have many, but I'm very proud of my Vin Diesel portrait just above my backside with family written below. (laughs) Always up for going to the pub for a drink or two, but never, ever go over the top and we'll join in for pub quizzes, which I will win at all costs. And more than happy to grab a mic and sing Avril Lavigne at the top of my lungs. 
I'm looking for a <laughs> I'm looking for a voluptuous plan. minx and prefer bald women who will dominate me in the bedroom, but not too physical as I tend to break easily like a Chinese prawn cracker. I love my guard. <laughs> I love my gardening and I'm particularly fond of pegging. <laughs> you talked over that last time because he did say love my gardening and I'm particularly fond of pegging. Mm-hmm. I heard. Oh. I heard. Yeah. I've always wanted to be six feet tall. I made it to five foot six, but the but you cheeky fuck. I'm five foot eight. <laughs> Do not take those two inches away from me <laughs> in heels. No. I made it to five foot six, but God had other plans for the last five and a half inches. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that man's a genius. <laughs> So <laughs> is that it? That's it's just a, just a character assassination. It's not a dating profile. <laughs> I had a picture. I had a he, swipe right. He, he also did create a profile picture for you um, with 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 the name Stickers Dickus, social media manager for media related podcast network. Quote: Going all out for that blue tick. <laughs> oh, he wants a blue tick. He's going to be one of them, is he? So, yeah. who do we think he's talking about? <laughs> <laughs> the one that got angry. <laughs> Just a character assassination. <laughs> it always is, yeah. He does. He, he just destroys, doesn't he? No just one's absolutely. Gonna, no one's going to want to go out with me with that profile. <laughs> Forever alone. You had me at pegging, mate. <laughs> also, the holiday thing was a low blow. It was a bit much, wasn't it, bit, that yeah. one? <laughs> I think revenge is due on that man. Revenge mm. is due, and it will come swift mm. and hard. Speaking of hard, Candy, who have you got? Right then, a up, Cox. I'm a twenty-year-old, twenty-nine-year-old Optimus Prime male looking for somebody to transform me into a kept husbando. Full disclosure. Full disclosure. I used to enjoy a night out on the Metal Gear, but now I'm twenty-seven. I've calmed down and looking to fight. <laughs> Looking to tighten fall head over heels in love with someone. It wouldn't hurt if you turned my snake solid either. I, wo- <laughs> I work in technical communications, but once I hit 25, I'm off on a dragon quest to find something better. <laughs> I'm the perfect host and love a good conversation as long as I'm the one talking. A night with me won't, won't just be a wham-bam thank you Gundam, but I'll be with you till Zone of the Enders, even though I'm only 23. Call me the the Sandman because you think you'll be dreaming, but I'm not gay, man. P.S. I used to be in a band from from Nine Inch Noodle. Nine Inch is correct. I like the sound of that guy. He seems a bit too young for me, though. I do like how you kept changing the age. That was uh, very funny. It's those subtleties, it's those subtleties for people that don't realise that was me. <laughs> See, I just well, you, you mean you mean no one would have got that from you used to like a night on the Metal Gear. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I never called it that. <laughs> it's wasted now that you're off it. <laughs> Metal Gear. I'm, I might get back on it just to say that joke. <laughs> oh, no. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. It's just like iron fin- filings or something. Yeah, exactly. Ah, my nose is bleeding and it's nothing to do with the gear. It's just metal. Because it's Metal Gear. Oh, God, that's funny. That's funny. I'll do mine. Um, Are you ready? Hi, I'm a young travelled person. uh, By the way, I have put spelling mistakes in this 
deliberately and gram- grammatical errors. Uh, my passions are comedy, media, and law enforcement. I have a good sense of humour and bubbly personality. My friends say they're actually surprised that I have to use a dating app because I've always managed to pull all the birds without help. Help spelt E-L-P. Now I know who it is. I don't live in England, but I'm willing to relocate for the right bit of fanny. (laughs) (laughs) I, (laughs) I like chimney sweeping, jelly deals and especially military shooters. My dislikes are, and a <laughs> pronunciation, so I've deliberately <laughs> put pronunciation in, uh, <clears throat> bad military shooters, but I'm willing to make them work once I've paid for them. And I dislike political correctness. <laughs> I'm well-versed in the Kama Sutra, and I've studied the manuscripts thoroughly. I have a pocket rocket ready for liftoff. I choo choo choose me and I'll worship you like the beautiful cupcake that you are. Oh, God. I have turn off. I'm not finished. Oh, fuck me. It has done some bullet points. Turn offs, no arms or legs, vegans, pub quizzes, and I'm not fussed about which football team you support because I can't remember which one I support. <laughs> turn ons. Mel Gibson and Danny Glover films, bar staff, and Scandinavian crime. Who could that be? Who could, could be the character be? assassin himself. Stig, you got one, mate. I do. Hopefully, this. I wonder who it could be. <laughs> Hopefully, this works out all right. Uh, congratulations, you've stumbled upon my profile, which means you have taste. However. What that means is you're now stuck here and must complete a number of set challenges before you can decide whether you swipe left or right. As you can <laughs> see from my profile picture, I'm a very handsome and therefore we can skip the part where you decide if I'm attractive or not. I already rolled a natural 20 and confirmed <laughs> that you do. You must now roll my character sheet to let you decide the fates. So grab a dice and let's begin. Now, I want you all to grab a dice here. Yes. Six-sided oh, dice to see whether you... Whether the fates decide on whether you choose this date or not. Into so, it. Which, which one? Interactive date. D6, please. Okay. Hang on a minute. Because I was not going to do a D20. It would take me <laughs> fucking ages. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use my little fancy uh, Lego dice tower. Mm-hmm. I'm going to use D&D Beyond. Yeah, same. Right. Because like, <laughs> that works out for you two so well. <laughs> so we'll start, with the, we'll start with a few kind of normal ones. The personality. Um, so if you roll a roll this if you rolled a one that means that i'm immature and i laugh at my own farts if you rolled a two i'm an introvert and i hate doing things yes three that's what i got i'm pessimistic i rolled a one fuck the world four optimistic love the world five an extrovert we're going on an adventure and six mature cheese and wine and everything fine i got one i got three yeah yeah keep your scores as you go through to see what you get so make a note okay character traits if you get a one, I display zero emotion. If you get a two, I champion heterosexuality. If you get a three, I'm promiscuous. Just roll two ones in a room. <laughs> Four, I'm commit committed commit I'm committed to you. Five, good communication, and six, emotionally available. So these are my personality and character traits. Now my taste in media. If you roll a one, Zack Snyder is my god. 
If you roll a two, no! jo- Joe Rogan is my king. If you roll a three, <laughs> Fast and the Furious films are modern day Shakespeare. A four, yes. MCU movies are great. Five, video games are cool. And a six, video games are extremely cool. Now, my inner monologue, how I like to think. If you roll a one, women owe me sex. Two, white men are the victim. Three, I'm an alpha male. But four, I'm happy to split the bill. Five, we're all equal. And six, peace and love. Peace peace and love, peace and love. Peace and love, peace and love. No autographs, please. Now, our first date, where would we go? Five. What? A one, we go to the movies. A two, we go to a nightclub. Three, we do an escape room. Escape room. A four, we play D&D. Five, we play D&D. Six. We played D and D. How did I do? Am I your prince or ogre? Am I a dirty one or a natural twenty? Slide into this DMs DMs and let me know. But remember, count it if, you, if you're looking for a dick and duck, dick and duck dinner, this isn't the D and D I play because, like the great Bon Jovi once said, I live my life on the roll of a dice. Oh, <laughs> that's amazing. How did how did this man do? Would you swipe yes or no on him based on your rolls? I got um, 16 in total. Uh, no, I wouldn't. No, I mean, we'll we, we, we'll be playing D&D, so yeah, I'm, I'm doing it, yeah. Mm. So regardless of the fact that Zack Snyder's his god and he displays zero emotion, he's very immature. I am very immature. This is me, obviously, but yeah, I, I am yeah, very The immature. lower you got, the worse it was for you. So I don't know how what, everyone... what guys, What did you get in total, guys? I did, total didn't matter. So I got I two, one, one, five, five. Mm. So 14. Oh, God, I got higher than you. Hmm. Candy's counting. I got 13. Oh. Yes, I win. I win. <laughs> <laughs> 13 sounds like a... Is it swipe left to or right to no? I don't know. Left, left mm. for no. Left for no. I do like I that one, though, Stig. For people that didn't realise, that was Gadget, and that was very, very... Original and cool. That it wasn't a character assassination like everyone else. We've got one more, haven't we? We do. So, um, who could it be? This who must could have been it so be? Before you get it, <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> you got the girl. It's all right. I had Pip's help. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh. Oh no. <laughs> so, artisanal goth seeks the Glen to her Danzig. I'm well-travelled, excellent with a pen, and mistress of the darkest arts. Unless I get drunk, in which case you'll find me in the corner giggling like an idiot and in need of adult supervision. Yeah. <laughs> I colour people in for a living. No, not like that, I'm a tattoo artist. But I do love, I do love it, but occasionally I have to put up with a thousand pricks a minute. <laughs> it's just as well I like to get under people's skin. I'm currently in an abusive relationship with my cat, who I love dearly, but the feelings are not reciprocated. <laughs> no, he does love me. <laughs> I don't think Any, it does. Anyone I meet would need to be okay with this and ideally carry a trauma kit around at all times. <laughs> I live an action packed life. Essential skills to keep up with me include toilet acrobatics, mm-hmm. ice skating, yeah. you, not me, and high speed drinking. Mm-hmm. If things go well, you'll need to be especially flexible, particularly in the knees, as I am vehemently opposed to bed frames. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't have a bed, sorry. I have a mattress. In my spare time, I live an entirely purple existence, truly getting my money's worth out of coloured LEDs. 
<laughs> I have questionable DIY skills. Every time I've hung a crucifix in my home, it's ended up upside down. Yeah, it's funny that it keeps happening. I got one of them. Oh. Would like to meet someone who is well-dressed, well-groomed, runs his own gaming studio, or we'll fall out. <laughs> Glitches are okay, and I'm 100% fine with microtransactions. You'll also be subject to the cat's and the resident ghost's approval, who likes to prompt my poor DIY skills by unscrewing my light bulbs. <laughs> if you're allergic to cat hair or sensitive to ectoplasm, it's probably best to swipe left. Soz. <laughs> yes, perfect. <laughs> I also wrote you a second one. Oh, um, go on. Because because when we came up with this concept, I really wanted to do like one of those really stupid jokey ones where it's just like make the person sound absolutely fucking insane. Um, she is insane. She is insane. So I've got this one. So this is the, this is the this is the. Uh, Andy, the, what's that there? It's my abuser. He's just arrived. Oh, it's the cat. He looked like a fox. <laughs> Didn't know how ginger massive. it was. Um, yeah. So this, this is this is your alternative one, which I think also actually kind of describes you quite well. Uh, I am the wild force that exists in your most unholy nightmares. I can lift four times your body weight in peanuts, but only in peanuts. I am single-minded in my pursuit of power. On a bet, I once set myself on fire, then ran six miles in the midday sun. Mm-hmm. I own six swords, two battle axes, and one furby. And a time boomerang. Has, time has no meaning for me, and I'm currently writing an expose that will prove that calendars are a conspiracy by Big Meridian time. Medical science does not work on me. Several doctors have commented on the density of my lungs, allowing me to hold my breath for 42 minutes unaided. Mm-hmm. I will only bear children that are destined to rule the world by fear, not love. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Back it. to the glen like to my it. Danzig again. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of that, um, that future armour uh, joke. How's this kids? Benevolent and numerous. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I always say when people ask me how my kids are doing. Benevolent and numerous. Yes. Excellent, excellent, excellent. I think from all those, we're all going to get dates. Well, I'm not. I think so. Unfortunately, I think we're all going to get them with each other. <laughs> <sighs> Somewhere in like Peterborough. I don't know. Depends how well you rolled on Gadget. If you if you rolled all sixes and fives, great. It'd have been dream, dream <laughs> yeah. man, wouldn't it? Really original. Really, I like. That. Is- I like that. Is it, is go anyone on. going to go on a date with Biggie? Because you'll just end up sat playing Battlefield twenty forty two. Yeah, it depends if we're the right bit of fanny, doesn't it? Yeah, I had to put the fanny word in there because <laughs> it's, it's his favourite word. It's his favourite word, top five word, anyway. But yes, that top has top three of the top five. That was really that was a really little fun, happy, chill relaxed feature and I appreciate the patrons for voting for that one thank you very much so as always links to all our extracurricular activities are in the show notes and at modernescapism.co.uk and please consider becoming a patron to help support our endeavour all the information to support us are in the show notes as well Uh, don't forget we've got the phase 4 wrap up podcast that um, me and Stig did we've got last of us um Spoiler chat, episodes four to six, is it? Yeah, you'll have both of them out this week before this one comes out. Yep, yep, yep. And a big, big thing. The biggest night of the year for um, our podcast is coming up. The biggies. Everyone loves the biggest season. It's our Christmas. Uh, It's coming. What date is it coming on? As opposed to Christmas. What date is it? Uh, It's Friday the the 3rd. Yeah, Friday the 3rd. And we record, as, a, as a, every Biggie's uh, award ceremony we've ever done, we record it live on Twitch. Uh, Twitch.tv forward, 
for forward slash modern escapism. Um, I'm pretty sure I've got an email back from Walker McCoy. He's he's agreed to host the red carpet event again. <clears throat> um, very very big fan favorite. Uh, if you don't know what the biggies are, if you're new to us, we basically we're better than the Oscars. <laughs> Officially, yeah. we give out the awards to the people who get shunned and make our own as well. <laughs> we all dress up, we all look good, and the, we don't we assault anybody. The, we don't assault anybody. Now we talk to the chat. That. The chat enjoy it. It's a really good piss up, and it's a Friday night. Uh, please, please, please be prepared for that day. The biggies are very important to us. It's one of our favourite podcasts we do all year. Okay, so. We'll meet the patrons in the green room for extra juicy one content. Thing. One more thing. One more thing. One more thing. What's, what's well, we haven't discussed next week. Oh, I don't know what's happening bloody next week. That's why. You do. I'm giving you all a film to watch. Uh-oh. Is that, the, is that this one? Oh, is that one this one? Oh, yeah, go for it, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't realise it was this week. I thought it was a week after. No, I'm going to no, give week you after a, the a romance film to watch. Oh. Now, you have a choice. How bad do we make this? Do we go oh, it's with the a romance one? In it's the romance yeah, one. Yeah. Do we go with this list that I've got here of the twentieth, the, the worst Rotten Tomato ones? <sighs> do we go with those those awful ones? I'll go with these other ones that are pretty badly can scored. I just, but can I just remind you all? I sat and watched Terror on Blood Fat Lake <laughs> on one of these, <laughs> and I don't deserve is. that. It's a I never deserve everything. I on, erotica. Everything on this list is a nine percent or under. Ooh, yeah, give us a shake. And I have to, and I have to take one of these myself as well. Yeah, let's let, let's let's just go with the shit. Let's just troll the bottom of the barrel. <sighs> oh. Is it easily accessible as well? That's the problem. I have no idea. The ones that I did find are accessible. They're on Netflix or Prime. There we go. We use them. Yeah, but they're not as fun, are they? No, <laughs> we've got to be able to find them though. I'm not paying for any of these. I'm not. <laughs> Sorry, my cat's pulling my hair. Um, it's up to you, like what you want to do, because I've got everything I've got here is on Netflix. Yeah. Are you okay. distribute? Are you, are you distributing them randomly to us? Or... Yeah, yeah, I've got them here, ready to go. Okay, let's go for it. Just so you want the <sighs> give us the shit one, like the really, really bad ones. Yeah, we'll yeah. Need them. Content, no. content is king. Oodles. Don't ever fire my motto at me like that. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you only use that motto when someone else is suffering. We're all right, suffering. Fuck it. We're going, with, we're going with the bad ones. Yes. I've been out, outvoted. Yeah. We're going with the bad ones. Um, right. So I am. First one up is one called Serving Sarah from 2002. And it stars Matthew Perry and Elizabeth Hurley. Rather die. 4% on Rotten Tomatoes. Are you doling these out or are we having to grab them? Oh, yeah, go on then. Whoever wants to grab this one first. What's serving Sarah? Five, four, three, two, one. That's for Oodles because it's got a character. What? No. Yeah, because it's got a member of Friends in it. I'm giving you that to you. <laughs> Fuck it. Next one up is going to be. Jiggly? Jiggly. Jiggly. Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez. And just because. I didn't get that. I've seen that. I've seen it before. I'm going to give that one to Biggie because it's got Jennifer Lopez in it. (laughs) He's probably seen it. He's probably seen it. Well, if you've seen it, there's plenty of other ones. 
at New Year's Eve. Awful film with Halle Berry, Jessica Biel, John Bon Jovi, Abigail Breslin, and a host of other people. You can have that one, Candy. Oh, I know I was getting that one. It's because of Bon Jovi, isn't it? Uh, uh maybe. Uh, oh, should I give Tom Cruise one to Gadget? Oh, please or don't. Or you refuse, refuse to watch it. I'll refuse to I watch it. I want the Tom Cruise one. You've probably seen it already. What? Okay, you can have Mother's Day starring Jennifer Aniston, Kate Hudson, Julia Roberts, and Jason Sudeikis. An 8% on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh. I don't want Ooh. Serving Sarah. And I will take... Um, Here we go. The Notebook. <laughs> <laughs> What's this one here? Oh. Accidental Love, Jessica Biel, Jake Gyllenhaal, James Marsden and Catherine 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. 8% on Rotten Tomatoes. You've got to watch a 4% film, Noodles. Why? (laughs) (laughs) For that reaction right there. (laughs) Content is king. Top, uh, t- t- top user review on Mother's Day on uh, IMDb is, to call it average would be overselling. <laughs> Someone's called Finding Sarah, whatever it's called, crass and soulless, Serving Sarah. <laughs> Serving Sarah is on Plex for free. There you go. I don't know what Plex is. What's Plex? Just load up Plex and you'll find it on there for free. Load up Plex where? The, the, <laughs> the streaming service Plex. Is that on PlayStation? I had much better films picked, you know. I, I bet you did, and I wanted them. No, you, you had an Adam Sandler one, mate. Which one? I've never... Just go with it. It's 19% <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes. I've never even heard of it. Just Can I it. substitute Serving Sarah with Just Go With It? Nope. Why? Because everyone's got an under 10% Rotten Tomatoes film to watch. And that's yours. Yeah, it, it, it loses percent because it's got fucking Adam Sandler in it. Oh, I've got, I've got, I've, I've got a, uh, Rotten Tomatoes, and Sandy Cohen is the is the top uh, from the Associated Press, the top critic quote on here. Even if stars Jennifer Aniston, Julie Roberts, and Kate Hudson are mom's all time favourites, don't subject her to this cloying, plotless dose of saccharin unless she's done you wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy. Amen. Mother's Day isn't just bad, it's an unforgivable blot on the cinematic landscape. <laughs> I feel me. Ooh! No, no, that, I, this, this, is, this is the best one. Want some racism and sexism with your holiday celebration? This repellent Mother's Day has a surprising, distasteful, and shameful amount of both. Fuck me. Excellent. It's a 2016 film as well. <laughs> I think Oodles is just the... the, the, uh, the le- uh, um... Oldest as well. I always end up with the worst. <laughs> Matthew Perry looks like he's on the verge of a heart attack at all times. I mean, to be fair, he was drinking heavily at, the, at, the, at that time. Mm. He looks like... He, look, he looks like... A, <laughs> he looks like the cross between Jeremy Clarkson and fucking... What's his name? Him from fucking Piers Morgan. He looks like <laughs> Piers Morgan, Jeremy Clarkson's love child. Look at that! <laughs> he is horrible. Oh, Enjoy it. Liz Earl is Liz Earl is nice though, isn't she? Right there, that's mm. all. If you at home want to uh, 
watch along and watch the films that we're going to watch. Then no, feel they're free. not going to though, are they? They're not going <laughs> to. I mean, but, I mean, Planty Mice. He usually watches. Some He's watched films. New Year's Eve. I think he did an episode on it. I'm sure Joe has seen all of these from a hallmark, a hallmark of greatness. Yeah, probably. These aren't Hallmark Matthew films, Perry's though. Highest, These are, Matthew Perry's highest rating film is 66%. This is starring, like, at the time when they came out, proper Hollywood, like, A, B, yeah. you know, listers. And yet they're this low, ranked this low. So It's got Bruce, Bruce Campbell in it. I'm looking forward to it. Not. <laughs> I'm not. Right, I've ended the show. Bye. <laughs> if you're a patron, <laughs> see us in Green Room our summer. See us in Green Room. Fox. So that's been a podcast. Good night. <laughs>